Good evening. Um, if you still own one, can you have an answering machine be left on on Shabbos? Thank you, Michael, for the question. Um, so if you still have a landline um, and you still have an answering machine attached to that landline, um, people call your landline and they leave a message and you can, you can hear the message. Um, is that mutter on Shabbos? So um, first of all, for another Jew to call your answering machine, for another Jew who's in a different time zone, and it's not Shabbos for him anymore, and he's calling on Shabbos, he's doing nothing wrong, as we've discussed in the past. Um, if you're already out of Shabbos, you can call, you can, you can call an answering machine, um, even though it's Shabbos. But the question is, on your end, is there a problem leaving, leaving the machine on? Um, so there are a couple of points. Uh, number one is, is there a problem of Av Shemilsa? It's making noise. You're not supposed to have make things make noise on Shabbos. So some place can say, you can leave it on, but it sh- the volume should be turned down. You should not be able to listen to it on Shabbos, to hear it, etc. Um, but it's not so clear whether that really is an absolute issue. Some person can say if it's, a, if it's a potentially urgent matter, then maybe you could leave it, up, could leave it on, and that's a shayla to ask if there's a specific scenario. Um, what about the issue of lifne iver? So when you leave your answering machine on, what does it say? It says, hi, you've reached so-and-so, please leave a message. What happens if a, your non-religious Jewish friend calls you on Shabbos, and you just told him, please leave a message. So you're doing with Naivar. You're telling him, do a malach on Shabbos, leave me a message. Um, so clearly that's not, that's not a problem, because first of all, you're not actually directly telling him, right? You're, writing, you're saying leave a message, what else are you supposed to say on the answering machine? You're not actually telling him to leave a message. Um, but what about the first, not with Naivar, he could, you know, he could call any number, he could call any answering machine. You're not providing him with that isser, so to speak. Um, what about, the, what about the fact that you're helping him do an Isser, which we call Misayaya? You're helping him do an Isser because your answering machine is on, he's, and he calls, you're allowing for him to leave a message. Is that a problem? Suppose we say that's not an issue. Why? Because you're not actually helping him do an Avera. You have your answering machine there. He chose to call it. For example, if you're a caterer at a wedding and your job is to put out a bar with wine and at that wedding, a nazar shows up and he takes a cup of wine and drinks it. Is that your problem? Did you help him do that there? No. It's clearly wine and you put wine out and um, you, had, you weren't helping him per se. He chose to take it. That's not considered a messiah. And this would be a similar scenario where you're not um, particularly helping the person. There's an answer machine on, he chose to call it. So that really would not be an issue. Um, <clears throat> one other sort of retro Shiloh that comes up is back in the day when people had fax machines, could you send a fax? Could you have your fax machine on on Shabbos if somebody's going to send you a fax? Is that a problem? So the fax machine itself being on, um, it's a machalikus, different place. Some place will say it's problematic, but generally the, the little bit of noise that mach- the machine makes isn't really an issue. Um, but what about reading the fax or moving the piece of paper that the fax got printed on? Um, is that a problem? So reading the fax, reading letters on Shabbos is potentially problematic unless you know that it's urgent. So technically what you could do if you're worried about it being something very urgent, um, you're allowed to scan it, look at it to make sure it's not nothing too urgent, and then you shouldn't actually read it. That's a separate halacha about reading letters on Shabbos. Can you move the paper or not? Is the paper muktzah? So first of all, is it noilad? Right? So the paper began Shabbos as a blank piece of paper, and now there's, on Shabbos, there are words printed on it because the fax machine printed out the fax. So that's not an issue. It's not, in other words, it's not something that new that came on Shabbos. We don't consider that to really have any uh, mamashas. It's, it's, you know, it's just lines on a piece of paper. We don't consider that. The paper's here already. Paper existed. Um, what about the fact that the paper began Shabbos as something muktza? When Shabbos began and you didn't get the facts yet, the paper was a plain piece of paper. Plain piece of paper is actually a muktza on Shabbos um, because it's 
Sarun Kis, you don't want it to get ruined. Plain piece of paper, a blank paper on Shabbos is Muktzah. Now, it's no longer blank, um, so some people can say, but it began Shabbos as a Dover Muktzah, and therefore the paper is Muktzah. Others say that this paper is not Muktzah even when Shabbos began, because you expect it to get a fax. You put it, you had it in the fax machine in order to be used, and if you're allowed to ex- accept, accept faxes on Shabbos, then the paper was not put aside as blank paper. It was meant to be used on Shabbos. And therefore, some say that it's mutter. I believe the consensus is that we do treat it as mutter, and you really should not move the paper on Shabbos. Um, but again, a bit of a moot point, because who gets faxes nowadays? Have a good night.